Good morning. Today's scripture will be from the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verses 3 through 5. Isaiah, chapter 53, verses 3 through 5. This week we won't have the scripture on the screen. You can uh, welcome yourself to open up your, your Bibles uh, to look, uh, look along with us. But we'll be in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verses 3 through 5. And the Word of God says this. It says, He is despised and rejected of men, of man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to come together here today. We thank you for this Easter Sunday and the day that we celebrate the, the death and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for rising again for me, uh, for giving me life that passes all understanding, to give me eternal life, Lord. And I, I thank you for the blessings that you give me and my family. I thank you for the blessings that you are, the Bible says, to the entire world uh, through your death and through your resurrection. The blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary, Lord, I, I find peace and comfort in that blood and in that peace that you give me. Uh, Lord, and I thank you for saving my soul. Lord, I pray that you watch over this message today, and I thank you for the, uh, the spirit that you've given us. Lord, I, <clears throat> I thank you, Lord, for the peace that you've given each and every one that's accepted your grace. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Now, in Isaiah chapter 53, verses 3 through 5, this is a piece of scripture that is prophesying what's uh, going to be the, you know, some things about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that we need to realize and understand. And there's a lot in it, and a lot of it's, you know, uh, it's kind of sad to think of. It's real, maybe real bad. You know, it's, uh, it definitely is. He's despised. He's rejected of men. He's a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Uh, if you really think about the life of Jesus Christ, he lived those uh, roughly 33 years or so. And uh, he had uh, 12 men that he cl called close to his side. He had a, a few ladies that followed him. He had his mother. He had some, some friends. But in the end, uh, he is despised and rejected of men. He was deserted on that cross. Uh, there was nobody that followed him all the way there. Nobody that stuck to him closer than a brother as he, as he, cl he pulls close to us. Uh, he died alone, naked, nailed to a cross after being beaten uh, pretty much all the way to a place that he should have died anyway. A man of sorrows acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. We, we are ashamed at, at what we've done. You should be. What Jesus Christ went through on that cross, I, uh, I went down to our church at Union Hill, and uh, I wanted to go down and walk around this uh, particular, you can see it on the screen if you're watching the video, the... the the, the three crosses and the tomb and, and the place for uh, the, the Roman government is on the other side. I don't have it pictured, but it's amazing. I, I got, I just, I just felt so sad when I went up on this hillside and I realized, you know, what Jesus has done. He was nailed to a tree, a cursed tree, a cursed way to die. And, you know, I, I'm guilty. I'm the one that nailed him there. I wasn't the one that physically drove the nails, but my sin drove Jesus to came to come and to forgive me of my sins. He loved me enough to do that. He was despised, and I hid my eyes. I don't even want to look at it. It's so bad. Surely 
He hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken. Oh, we thought he, he, something was wrong with Jesus. We thought something was wrong with him. My goodness, the people today, they could have released a, 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 a killer or Jesus and they let loose a killer instead of Jesus. He was, so many things were put upon him and we thought something was wrong with him. Smitten, smitten of God, afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was put on this cross for me and you, for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And we're going to focus on the last few words of, ch of chapter 53 of Isaiah, verse 5. The end of the verse says this, and it says, And with His stripes we are healed. You know, there's a lot in this particular piece of Scripture to really think and focus on. But this morning I would like to focus on one thing in particular, and that's being healed and His stripes, and with His stripes we are healed. Now that word there that's used in the Greek can mean a few different things, but it means pretty much being healed. It means to mend, it means to cure, it means to fix, it means to repair. Uh, praise the Lord, His stripes repair us. There's something wrong with us. It's fixed us. It's cured us. It has mended us. If you want to think of your life of something that, my goodness, we, we've all got something wrong with us and it's called sin, uh, what are we healed from? It doesn't mean that He's going to heal us when we got, got a cough, okay? Christ healed me. There was something wrong with me. I am a sinner. I'll always be a sinner, but Jesus gave me a cure. He fixed me. I want you to think about having a flat tire on your car. Now, when you have a flat tire on your car... Uh, for the most part, usually you can patch it or you can plug it. And what do you do? You take it to a mechanic or a tire shop. You take it to a specialist that knows how to take care of a tire. If your roof has a leak, what do you do? You call a roofer and he comes in and he fixes it. He patches it. He mends it. He takes care of it. you got a health problem. What do you do? You go to a doctor. Uh, they can prescribe something you can do and tell you how to fix it, how to mend yourself, give you a drug, give you something uh, to put it in your body and help you. But we also have something else that's wrong with each and every one of us, and it's not a leaky roof. It's not a, it's not a cough. It's not a, a tire that's got a hole in it. Praise the Lord. We've got sin that is a problem in our life. What do you do about that? We don't have a doctor that we can go to. Now, there's some uh, particular groups of people that think that they can go to a man behind a veil or a curtain and, and tell him what's wrong with them and, and they, oh, just go do this and that'll take care of your life. That's not how this works. That's not in the Bible anywhere. The sin problem, there, there's some things that Jesus has done for us and we have some things that we want to consider this morning about what Jesus has done for our sin. Now, if you've got a sin problem today, the only one that you can go to is Jesus Christ. And that's it. You can't go anywhere. You can't talk to anybody in particular. Uh, you can't uh, recite a certain words or, or, or go to a certain altar. Uh, you can't say a certain prayer and get saved this morning. I want you to know that. To receive salvation, you have to accept the blood of Jesus Christ and turn from your wicked ways. Repent. Call upon the name of the Lord. But sin requires something. It requires a payment, and the payment must be what? It must be blood. 
Hebrews 9.22 tells us that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. The blood of the lamb had to be uh, without a, a lamb that had no blemish. It had to be without any kind of spot in the Old Testament. It didn't matter what kind of offerings that you made. There had to be a sin offering. In Numbers 28 verse 15, And one kid of the goats for a sin offering unto the Lord shall be offered. No matter what you brought before an offering before the Lord, a sin offering had to be made. A blood of a perfect, whatever you had, the best that you had, had to be brought to temporarily cover your sins. To cover sins, to pay the debt for sins, there has to be blood shed. And the other key issue here, we have a sin that has to have payment. Who is able to make the payment? Now only Jesus is qualified uh, to pay to die for your sins. He was sinless. He was blameless. John said he is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. That's John chapter 1 verse 29. We owe the debt and there was no way for us to pay it. We, we could have laid down our own life and tried to pay the debt, but I want you to know today we are sinful people. We inherit sin when we're born. We're a sinful a generation of people, period. We cannot, we're not good enough. There's nothing good enough we can do. We don't have enough money. We don't qualify uh, to pay this debt. And the payment for sins is death. In Romans 6, 23, the payment that has to be made to cover your sins, to cover your problems, to cover your issues is death. Now that, lamb that was brought. It had to be without blemish. had to be without spot. It had to be young. It had to be usually within the first year. If you go back and read Leviticus chapter 4, it kind of explains all that. Numbers uh, chapter 6 uh, verse 14 makes it really clear. And, and, you know, it had to be something that was a per for he made uh, for it made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteous of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5 21 his blood cleanses us from all sins. 1 John chapter 1, verses 7 and 9. Jesus has taken away our sins. How? Jesus took away our sins by shedding His blood, giving up His life, laying down His life, being beat to a pulp and nailed to a cross and a crown of thorns put upon His head, His clothes auctioned away. <coughs> That's what He had to do. There was two thieves that died on each side of them too. What a horrible way to die, crucifixion. What a horrible way that Jesus had to go through the crucifixion of pretty much being beaten so bad that He should have died before He got on that cross, but He had to go on that cross for just a few hours before they stuck Him with a spear in His side and realized He was dead. That's the Jesus that came and died for us. We had to have a payment, and we had to have the only one that could make the payment make the payment. Now, the more important thing about Jesus making that payment is He sealed the deal, okay? Jesus and His death sealed the deal. He said, it is finished. John chapter 19, verse 30, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, He said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. That means so much. So much when he said, it is finished. And that particular words that he spoke on that cross that day, 
He didn't say, well, this is the end. This is all I, this is all I can give. No, that word, when he says it is finished, what he's trying to convey to us is he's saying that there is nothing else that needs to be done. Everything to pay the sin debt for all of mankind has been done right here today. It is finished. It is done. There's nothing that has to be done after this. Nothing before me is going to work. It is finished right here. And that covenant, that healing of the body, that Isaiah in chapter 53 verse 5, healing of our body, the soul, the mind, this, this spiritual healing, the deliverance that happens here. I'll say this verse again. We, we back up and we look at Isaiah 53 5. At the end of it, and with His stripes we are healed. His death sealed the deal. He has finished it. He has healed us and He has cleansed us. Hebrews 9, 14, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? The eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God. Oh my goodness. Praise the Lord. We have been healed by His blood. We have been cleansed by His blood. We've also been reconciled by His blood. Peace with God. You can be at peace with God through His death. We are brought into a right standing with God. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled with all evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 10, 22, we have been reconciled, we've been healed, we've been cleansed, and He has done it all for us. He was laid in a borrowed tomb. He was put to death, not just for those people in those times. He was put to death for you and for me. The next thing I want to talk about with Jesus, He... He paid that debt. There had to be a payment for sin. He paid the debt. He, he was the only one that qualified and He sealed the deal. Praise the Lord. But something even more important, I believe that He understands. I was up on the hill at the church at Union Hill and I got up on the hill and I was looking at the cross and I was looking at the tomb. And you know, I, I got a good feeling of the Holy Ghost when I was up there. He just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was looking around, and I tell you what, church, I almost started to cry, thinking about what he went through, how he was stripped of his clothes and beaten. Nothing he had ever done was against what we... He was laid in a tomb and sealed and guarded. And I started to think about how much he understands us. Looking down from the hill, looking down at the church parking lot, and looking out, we see the graveyard. You know, when we park these cars here, I'd like to think when this cross is... Overlooking, He was put up on this, uh, the hill of the, the skull, the hill of Golgotha. And you know, I, I think He understands our pain. He understands our sorrows. Was He put up on that hill so everybody could see Him or was He put up on that hill so He could see all of us? Think about that today, church. He understands us. He sees us. Our temptations, our sorrows, our pains, our, our backfalling, our, our issues that we have. He sees us. He understands us. He is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief is what it said in verse 3 of Isaiah chapter 53. He truly understands what you're going through. He does. That is why He always wanted to do something about the challenges we face. 
That's why he came and became of a virgin birth, a supernatural birth for a supernatural man to have a supernatural death and a supernatural resurrection. Praise the Lord today. He came, he carried our sorrows, and he laid your sorrows at the foot of that cross. In him, in him today, you can find relief. In him, you can find joy. No matter what your circumstances, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're going through in your life, I want you to know that Jesus heals by His stripes. His stripes have healed us today. You may have sin, you may have problems, you may have all kinds of reasons not to bust through a church door. Uh, you may have all kinds of sin in your life. You may think that there's no way you can escape <coughs> Satan. You may have no way that you can get through life, but I want you to know something. Jesus gave you a way. Jesus gave you a way today. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10, going back to the, to the sepulcher, and it says, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell the disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you in the Galilee, there shall ye see him, lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring the disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail! And they came and held him by his feet and worshipped him. They said, Jesus, Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid, go tell my brethren, that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Praise the Lord. We've got a wonderful thing to think of today with our Easter Sunday that we've set aside this day that we specially think about the day that Jesus rose from the dead. I'm glad He's already went before you. I'm glad He's already been nailed to that cross. He's already forgiven your sins. He's already paid the, the penalty for you. Go tell the disciples. He came out of that sepulcher perfect. There was holes in his side, there was holes in his hands, but there was a perfect sacrifice that was made on that hillside. When he was put upon that cross, his stripes healed us. His stripes healed us, and praise the Lord, a few days later he rose from the dead. It is the living Jesus Christ that sits on the right hand of God, bearing intercessor for you and me. It is the real fleshly Jesus Christ that ascended on the day of ascension that He went forward to sit there. Perfect and holy forgiveness for me and for you. That blood, those stripes were for you and for me. The, you know, the night that they went and grabbed Him and they started beating Him was the night that He started to pay for our sins. It wasn't necessarily the cross where He paid all the descendant. All the different times that Jesus could have been arrested and beaten, He was never touched in Scripture that I find. On that night that He was arrested is when He truly started paying the debt that we owed. Being dragged 
to and fro, being beaten, being nailed to a cross, being put on trial. My goodness, how good is it to know that He did that for us? Through Him we're healed. I want you to know today, if, if you've got something in your life, if you've got, uh, if you've got habits, if you've got hang-ups, if you've got heartaches, if you've got issues, if you've uh, got so much sin that you'll never think that you'll, you'll ever get forgiveness, Jesus can give you that forgiveness. He loves you. Family may turn their back on you. Friends may turn their back on you. Work may turn your back on you. All oh, the church may even turn their back on you. But I want you to know something. Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. He died upon that old tree. A cursed death for you and for me. I'm glad today that He died for me. He died for you. I'm glad that He rose again. It took Him rising from the dead to have that supernatural, supernatural feeling that He rose from the dead. He defeated death. He's not a dead Savior. There's a lot of people that's went forth. There's a lot of prophets. There's a lot of people that have spoken. The Old Testament's full of people that have spoken this, these different things, and they're all dead, is what Jesus said. But I give you the real manna. I give you the real word. And I'll give you something that'll make you live eternally. They did eat manna in the wilderness, and they are dead. He wants to give us the living word. I'm glad today that I've got that. I hope that each and every one of you do. I hope that you can celebrate this Easter Sunday. We, you're probably not doing it with family. You're probably not doing it with the big meals and a gathering. And you're probably maybe heartbroken that we're not gathering in our church building. But praise the Lord today. I'm glad the church is not that building. The church is its people. Think about how you can serve Jesus today. If you don't know Jesus, you can call upon Him. You can pray to Him. If you've been convicted with the message today, I'm glad that all you got to do is call upon the name of the Lord. Repent. Believe on His name. And the Bible says that shalt be saved. It takes faith. Thank you for listening today. I hope you've got something out of it. I hope that if you got a chance right by this cross and this tomb, and think about what Jesus did for us as we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day that you've given us. We thank you for our church family. We thank you for our community. We pray, Lord, that you'll watch over each and every one of them, guide them. Lord, I pray that you'll protect uh, uh, our, our members, protect our country, Lord, from this virus the world over. Lord, I pray that we'll uh, continue to see light at the end of the tunnel for the things that are going on. I pray that you'll continue to uh, uh, be with us. Lord, I thank you for the home in heaven that you blessed me with. I, I thank you for the cross that you were nailed to, Lord. I, pay, I, I thank you, Lord, for dying for me, paying that debt. Thank you for being laid in that old tomb, Lord, and rising up out of it that next uh, that Sunday morning following, Lord. I thank you for the many blessings you put in my life. Continue to watch, heal this nation, heal the people, Lord. If there's anybody listening, Lord, I pray that you'll go with them, go into their homes and sit with them, Lord, and help them. Thank you for your mercy and your guidance. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen.